Wait a minute, I hear something. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dr. Movie, where the podcast is pretty good and the movies might be too. Notice the key word there is might. <laughs> uh, continuing on with our, I don't know if I've made up a new word or not, but our exploitation movies, our aquatic horror movies, where everybody's trying to cash in on the popularity of Jaws, notably Jaws itself with all the sequels. Um, this one is from 1979, and it's called Up From The Depths. Now, story behind this one is, it's another Roger Corman production. Uh, the story is, is, you know, of course we, you know, we have Piranha that did really well for New World Cinema, Roger Corman. Uh, one of their biggest films to date, I think, as far as making money. It just, you know, did really well. So, Corman thought, hey, maybe I can catch this lightning twice in a bottle. So, he produced Up From The Depths and had it shot in the Philippines to try to, again, you know, make money off the same subject matter again. Um... This movie is directed by Charles B. Griffith, who, uh, kind of an understudy of, of Corman to a degree, uh, was involved with a lot of uh, a lot of the movie productions from New World Cinema. Went to the Philippines to shoot this movie. They had somebody make the aquatic creature, so it's not necessarily a shark. It's supposed to be some kind of beast, uh, which ironically gets released because of some underground mining, I believe. Which, you know, you think about the later Piranha movies, you kind of have the, the earthquake scenario and it releases these beasts that's been hidden for all these years. So, interesting concept that might have been used in other movies as time goes on. But, uh, wow. What is there to say about this movie? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they made the creature and when the director saw the creature, he was very, very disappointed of how crappy it looked. So he kind of reshot the movie as a comedy without talking to anybody. Shot the whole film as a comedy. And when he was finished with it and sent it back to Roger Corman, he was deeply upset that We've changed course for this movie. Corman ends up, I think, making another creature and reshooting a lot of scenes to put back in this movie. And this is how we got up in the depths, or from uh, up from the depths. Uh, so, wow, what a what an interesting problem, right? You send a guy to do a movie, you, you get back what you get, and you're like, eh, nope, not it. You go out and reshoot a bunch of stuff and just try to shoehorn these scenes of a creature in there to make it work, right? So, yeah. Uh, as far as a cast, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, 
we've got one guy. Let's see. Wait a minute. We've got uh, Susan Reed in this. She's not in a lot of stuff, but very nice to look at. <laughs> and pretty decent actress. Uh, Charles Howrington plays Dr. David uh, Whiting, Whitting, whichever you want to take. Uh, he's been in several Corman flicks, mainly uh, Eat My Dust and, and uh, Smoky Bites of Dust, which, by the way, which are derivatives of each other as well. So if you, do, if you don't know those movies, you can go back and find them on Dr. Movie as well. I covered them both. The director of this movie, the one that had all the bad luck and made it a comedy, also directed Smoky Bites of Dust, which again has this comedy element to it. So it just seems like he was just kind of leaning that direction anyways. Uh, there's really nobody else to talk about in this movie that makes really an impact. Uh, it gets a 3.3 out of 10, so that kind of tells you there. We're, we're, not, we're not dealing with a lot. As far as the synopsis, it says, Greedy residents set out to capture uh, a, the reward for destroying a giant prehistoric fish terrorizing the Hawaiian resort. I love that we always make it Hawaii when we're shooting in the Philippines. I think that's hilarious. Because that doesn't really work. Just because you put some girls into some hula skirts and you're on a beach doesn't make it look like Hawaii. Just saying. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what's going on. The movie starts off this young lady and Dr. Whitting, Whiting, Whitting, Whiting, is uh, they're out in a boat and she's going to go diving for some reason. And uh, she don't come back. Well, she kind of comes back, but it's just a big pool of blood. And the way that the, the Dr. Whitting Whiting says, what is this? He just takes a glass that he's drinking out of and puts it down in the water and pulls it up and sees that it's red. And you're like, what a strange concept. So he tries to put it out of his mind thinks, well, maybe she's just missing, right? Goes back and reports a missing person. And it's all based at this resort that everybody's staying at. And the owner of the resort is trying to keep everything hush-hush. You don't want to freak everybody out. You got the jaw scenario, right? Don't want to lose business because of some catastrophe. So let's keep it on the down low. Well, as you expect, as this movie goes on, more and more people are, are missing. And, uh, you know, it gets crazier. And, and then you see that it's, uh, they, they think it's a shark attack at first. But then they find a shark that's dead on the beach. So something killed the shark. And we've got this uh, creature that is very shark-like, but it's got two dorsal fins on its back. And it's kind of a, a black fish, right? It's very dark in, in, in the skin. Uh, well, just the overall look of it. And I think, it's, I think the original bad one that you see a few shots almost had like gold-painted golf balls for eyes. I mean, it looks really cheap. And... Uh, you really only see this thing attack somebody like one, maybe two times, and that may be the Corman reshoot stuff. And like I said, you, you get a lot of dialogue in this that's, that's played for fun. We get the introduction of an actual Playboy playmate that comes in here just so we can have some skin in the movie. She's some sort of model. She's coming in, having photo shoots done. She's naked, running around, dumb as a brick. Uh... And their whole boat <laughs> gets destroyed by this creature. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's kind of run-of-the-mill as far as all that kind of stuff. And 
it comes down to um, a group of guys that are kind of just making their own way, right? They're 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 fishermen, but they're also just trying to find a way to make a quick buck. They take people out on tours. They tell them all these these things about hey, down underneath here, there's a a shipwreck or something where somebody lost a lot of treasure, and you know. And maybe there's some truth to it. I think there's even a scene where they're down diving, trying to find the stuff. It's really kind of irrelevant. But the main thing is, is our main lady of the movie, who has a background in aquatic studies, um, is trying to help solve this mystery. And she teams up with these this ragtag bunch of guys, or two guys, who at the same time tell the owner of the of the resort that, hey, about the only way you're going to get out of this is to have a reward and have people just hunt for it. Well, the, the owner of the place makes an announcement, $1,000, anybody that can catch the beast, kill the beast, and then you get, you know, your, your run of the muck, you know, hundreds of people running around with dynamite and guns, shooting in the water, trying to mess things up, you know, uh, that's really the, the chaos of the movie. And there's some funny characters in this as well. Again, played for comedy. There's some crazy lines in this movie that are just off the wall, right? And uh, I don't know. It, it, it's not a bad watch. The creature does not deliver like you want it to. But at least we're not just padding it off to another shark like we've done so many times before. So I kind of like it for that aspect. It just kind of falls flat, and you can tell it's kind of a jumbled mess as far as putting the movie together. Um, so I don't know. Again, I think if you're a completist, you kind of have to see this one just to say you did. And uh, there's some fun to be had in this, even though this movie doesn't necessarily have the greatest scores and it's kind of overlooked. I kind of have to give it credit for the ending. <laughs> because it's unlike anything else. It, <laughs> it's got a very unusual ending. Uh, I guess I can go ahead and spill it. Our main doctor, who we've kind of watched through this whole movie, who really wants to kind of capture this beast and study it, right? He doesn't want it killed. Ends up getting killed by the beast in a weird way. But in order for our survivors to get rid of this beast <laughs> they pulled the doctor out of the water he's still in, a, in, a, in his diving suit and he's dying he's got some kind of wound and what they do is when he dies they put a bunch of explosives in his wetsuit and they need to drag him behind their boat <laughs> so they're dragging a dead guy with explosives behind him so when the, the creature bites on it Kablooey! To me, you know, to watch the last five minutes of this movie makes it worthwhile. So, with that being said, I, I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think you should check this one out. Uh, it's not great. It, it's definitely got its issues. But, I don't know. Kind of have to give it credit for this crazy ending. Uh, I kind of dig it. I'd like to see that used more often. And we've kind of seen it used. But not to the degree of just dragging a guy behind the boat. <laughs>
like they do. I mean, it's, it's kind of horrific and hilarious at the same time. Uh, I'll give this movie, out of the generosity, generosity of my heart, I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5. Uh, does it deserve that? Eh, that's questionable. But when it's all said and done, I enjoyed it. And uh, it's ridiculous. It's problem-ridden. But, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got a fun factor to it that I just kind of like. So there you go, folks. That's my review up from the depths. And hope you check it out. Let me know what you think. And we will check you later.